Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Bob Lovell, and we're glad you're with us. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Coming up, we'll talk some Pacers basketball with Jeremiah Johnson. Later on in the hour, we'll talk a little baseball. Right now, though, enough of me, more of the star of the show. It's Network Indiana's Eddie Garrison. Thank you, Coach Lovell. It's a pleasure to be with you and Elijah Robertson tonight here in downtown Indianapolis. We are six days away from the start of the 2023 NFL Draft. Right now, the Colts sit fourth overall in front of them as the Carolina Panthers at one. Then that is followed by the Houston Texans at two and the Carolina, or not the Carolina Panthers, but the Arizona Cardinals at number three. Chris Ballard today had his pre-draft press conference and he was asked if he knows how the first three picks are going to go. No idea. No, and I don't think anybody does. Now, everybody thinks they do. I mean, of course, everybody thinks they do and everybody has an inside source that's given them information of what's going to be done. But I think, as you all know, just look at the mock drafts and tell me how accurate they are. After the draft, you don't. Nobody knows. Nobody's giving out information. Other comments that he made during the press conference. One specifically that stood out was on building around the rookie quarterback. Well, I think it's all important, and I think it comes down to who fits you and what you can work with, and I think that's critical. I mean, and and what your coaching staff can work with, and what they think they can do with them, how they can build an offense around that player to make him work no matter who it is, no matter who the quarterback is. I mean, you're going to build an offense different for Peyton Manning that you're going to build for Michael Vick. I mean, it's just going to be different. So I think it comes down to who you believe um, you can build the offense around the best and, and win games with. The first round of the 2023 NFL Draft will be in Kansas City. That's where all the draft will be, but first round coverage will start at 8 o'clock, and you can watch that on ESPN or NFL Network. Major League Baseball today, Chicago White Sox, Tampa Bay Rays just going final within the last 15-20 minutes or so, and the White Sox blow it. In the bottom of the ninth inning, they had a 7-5 lead, and the Rays put three on the board. A walk-off two-run home run by Brandon Lau wins it for the Tampa Bay Rays, who are now 16-3. and Luis Roberts struggled at the dish today for the White Sox. He was the only starter to not register a hit 0-6 at the plate. Michael Kopech got to start five innings of work, nine strikeouts. Baltimore Orioles, Detroit Tigers just going final tonight. Baltimore gets the 2-1 win over Detroit. Detroit now 7-11, and the Baltimore Orioles are 11-7. The only run scored by Detroit came in the top of the ninth to tie it at one. Javier Baez single that scored to kill Badu. But then in the bottom of the ninth, Adam Frazier reached on a fielder's choice, and Ryan Mountaincastle scored to end the ballgame. 
St. Louis Cardinals and the Seattle Mariners begin a three-game set here in seven minutes or so. Cardinals will start the South. Paul, Stephen Matz, and George Kirby will start for the Mariners, who are 8-11, and 11, as are the St. Louis Cardinals. Los Angeles Dodgers, Chicago Cubs. This was a standalone game earlier this afternoon. Started at 2-20. Had a perfect game going into the top of the eighth from the Southpaw veteran Drew Smiley. David Peralta, he had the walk-off single against the Cubs in Dodger Stadium last Saturday night. Tonight, or today rather, he had the spoiler. He had an infield single that ruined the perfect game, and that was the only hit for the Dodgers. Drew Smiley ended up going seven and two-thirds, struck out ten. The Cubs are now 12-7, and and Patrick Wisdom continues to slug it at the plate. Two for five today, another home run that ties him for the league lead. He also had three RBIs. Other home runs, Cody Bellinger and Trey Mancini. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. Welcome back, everybody. This is Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Indiana Pacers had a successful season. I'm not talking about record. I'm I'm talking about generally speaking. I thought they had a great year, an exciting year, Uh, one that uh, if it hasn't already generated excitement with people, it should as you look forward. With me to talk about it, from Bally Sports Indiana and the Indiana Pacers, Jeremiah Johnson. That's an accurate look at this, is it not? Yeah, it was successful. I think it was, and it did get fans excited about the future. I think they laid the groundwork, and actually a question sure. that I asked Kevin Pritchard in his uh, postseason press conference was, could a case be made that as you were planning the rebuilding process that you didn't take one step forward, you maybe took two steps forward, and, and perhaps you skipped a step, and I think, and I mean that in a good way, and that maybe mm-hmm. where they're at right now in a realistic sense, is where they thought they might be this time next year. And it definitely, I think, allows them to think this time next year you could be a playoff team. And when they were putting the rebuild together, I'm not sure that that was a given. So it it won't be a given that they make the top eight next year, but I think they're in the position to be there after what they did this year and now with what they can do this offseason. I always tell people when they they talk to me about, you know, when you come in and you take a new job, how long will it take and this, that, and the other. And my my standard pad answer is always it doesn't go at the schedule you want it to. You know, I mean, you, you want it to go faster. It doesn't necessarily work that way. My experience in athletics for all these years, it, it tells me that these types of situations don't necessarily go with a preset timetable. And, and I think it undersells what they did by saying they overachieved. I thought they achieved a lot. Uh, it may have, have surprised them what they did, but I, I thought they had uh, a tremendous year and should be excited for a lot of reasons, not the least of which is the rebuild came and, and went pretty quickly. Yeah, and I respect that question that, that people often give you and, and your expertise, but part of the beauty of sports is you can have a plan, but you never really yeah. know exactly <laughs> how it's going to go. And so right. uh, when I, I thought back a lot during the course of this season to what – we heard during training camp on media day, and, and let's be honest, the message did not set the expectation level high, and the Pacers had 25 wins last year, and it really just felt like there was a chance they were going to be around that same number this year. And so to win 35 games and really be a team that was top six before Tyree Taliburton got injured, 
I think mm-hmm. that they are ahead of schedule, and now now they're in a position where you've got a guy that players around the league will want to play with, and he has connections oh, yeah. around the yeah. league. And they've not been uh, they haven't been shy in saying that while he's not in the front office and he's not going to make the decisions, he is going to be consulted, and I think he is someone that is enthusiastic about this franchise, this city. Everything that happened with Tyrese Halliburton was a good thing, and I think it's a great thing for the future as well. Jeremiah Johnson with us talking about the Pacers. You bring up a great point that, you know, that he's involved and he's invested, uh, Tyrese Halliburton is, and and also harken back to when he got hurt. I mean, they were they they were as good as anybody in the league. He gets hurt, and it and it does expose uh, the situation that a team in a rebuild mode has, and that is you don't have enough playmakers. No offense to anybody. It's just the nature of it. You need guys who can make plays, and you need a lot of them. And uh, they're still in a situation where they they still need a couple of more playmakers for them to be able to sustain the injuries that are inevitable in the NBA. They absolutely do, and I, I've heard uh, you know Chad Buchanan was on with uh, JMB this week, and Kevin Pritchard talked on the morning show on uh, 107.5 The Fan last week. They acknowledge that they've got some good. Um, pieces to build around they're obviously starting with Tyrese Halliburton but they do need some additional stars and the guys that you're seeing in the playoffs right now or the teams that you're seeing have success they don't just have one player so they have the resources this summer with their draft assets with their salary cap space to really make a strong push and I do think it was noteworthy that Kevin Pritchard while not saying exactly who they went after that they, they, they took a couple swings in the batting cage uh, right before the trade deadline. And there were some guys they you know, had eyes for and, and made, mm-hmm. made an offer. And even though it didn't happen, that, I think, is a trigger around the NBA to know that the Pacers mean business. And I thought something else that Kevin Pritchard said, I wrote it down in my notebook. He said he's a little bit itchy. So he, he obviously was <laughs> wanting to build long-term, right. and, he, right. and he sees the big picture, and he doesn't want to take any shortcuts. But when you have the success that the Pacers had in the first half, and they were the team that I think had one more win than the Knicks, and right now the Knicks are in that 4-5 series. So they were right, right there with the top five or six teams in the Eastern Conference before the injury. Now they see what they can do moving forward. Well, I don't want you to tell your wife and family you're, you're going to co-host until midnight, okay? We change your plans. I want you to hang in through this scoreboard update, though, and we'll come back. All right, Jeremiah? That sounds good. I'm actually just waiting at the movie theater parking lot to pick up some eighth-grade boys. <laughs> I love it. We'll be back on Indiana Sports Talk. With this Indiana Sports Talk scoreboard update, I'm Eddie Garrison, minor league baseball, some games going on right now, Indianapolis Indians, Memphis Redbirds, it's not going in favor though of the tribe here tonight, the Redbirds at the end of the fifth inning, they are leading the Indians 7-2, to two. they've gotten six runs between two innings, three apiece, second and the fourth, the Indians jumped on top. But then Memphis answered in the first inning, tied up, and it just has not gone well. For the bats of the Tribe, only four hits right now through the first half of the game. The Fort Wayne Tin Caps, they are in Peoria taking on the Chiefs at the top of the fifth inning, and they've got some of the cooking. Got runners on first and second, nobody out, but they're down one to nothing at the moment. 
Final earlier this afternoon, South Bend Cubs, Great Lakes Loons. This is in Great Lakes in Michigan. And the Cubs, they pick up their eighth win of the season, 7-3. Final score was 4-3 going into the ninth before the Cubs add on three insurance runs in the top half to pick up their eighth win on the season. NBA playoffs going on right now. 2-0 lead in the series for the Denver Nuggets, but they're up by five right now. That's in Minnesota, 33-28. The game was tied at 28 apiece after 12 minutes. They're about a minute 15 in to quarter number two. Nikola Jokic with 11 points leading Denver. Rudy Gobert, eight points leading the Timberwolves. And right now, a little less than three minutes to go. It's the Knicks 62, Cavaliers 53 with that series tied at a game apiece. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. Welcome back, everybody. This is Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Jeremiah Johnson rejoins us from Bally Sports Indiana, Indiana Pacers. All right, so uh, uh, unlike in the, the draft, we're not people aren't going to talk about the NBA draft every single day for nine months as we get ready to this. But as you look ahead for this Pacer team, when we talked about it before the scoreboard update, still need some playmakers, still need to add to that list of guys. Position-wise or skill-wise, Jeremiah, what do you think some of the needs are for this particular squad? Well, you think you're in a really good spot in the backcourt, even though you can never get – uh, you never have too many playmakers, but I really think right. it's on the wing and in the front court, specifically that 3-4 position. And the way the NBA is right now, you can have a player and say he's a 3, and in some eyes, it's he's a 4, and then vice versa. So those are the kind of players that I think they really could use. Uh, maybe an upgrade is not the best word to use, but they've got Aaron Neesmith and Jordan Wara, two guys that they really like what they saw from them this season, but maybe in a perfect mm-hmm. world as you're building a playoff team maybe they're guys that come in off the bench or able to fill minutes if you have a starter that's out but uh, so that's where it's a little bit difficult do you get that player from the draft and then say that player automatically goes into the starting lineup and then are you going to be able to uh, you know get to the playoffs next season or do you find that sort of player or maybe a starter via free agency or trade and then maybe continue to add a depth type of player at that position um, in the draft. And, and the other thing that I think that you, when you see highlights of players from college or whether now it's the G League Ignite or wherever the player comes from, you're seeing offensive highlights. But what I think the Pacers scouts and front office staff members are doing is looking at the defensive ability of these guys. So they may not be the flashiest of players to to – you mentioned the NFL draft. It, it may not be the quarterback or receiver mm-hmm. type player with all the stats or right. the awards, but maybe it's someone that's a, a interior lineman or maybe even a, a guard, someone that's not as flashy, but someone that you can uh, you know, rely on to get you some stops because that was where they really struggled on the defensive end of the floor last right. season and, right. and really for a while now. So they've got to find guys that are going to really take defense seriously Andrew Nemhard is someone to get in the second round of last year's draft, knowing that he's a player that does thrive defensively and gave you more than you even expected offensively. It's a good place to start with that. But uh, defense will be something they're really looking at both in the draft and in free agency. It's a great point because uh, this is a high-octane offensive group. 
uh, very capable, fun to watch, all of those things. Um, but there were a number of nights where they just couldn't outscore people. And um, th- defensively, I mean, you, you know, when you play that way, uh, something has to give, I suppose, in some respects. Uh, they're capable defensively. Being able to sustain that over a period of time has to be one of their biggest challenges right now. Yeah, and so everything you're doing is building a team and a roster that can succeed in the playoffs. And I was just watching a little of the first half of the Cleveland-New York game, and I think the Cavs had 35 or 36 points at halftime, and it reminded many of maybe the old Pacers-Knicks games or um, Pacers-Pistons games of the 90s or the 2000s. And so I don't think you expect any game to be like that right now, but playoff basketball is a little bit different than regular season basketball. And so teams know that the Pacers are going to try to get out and run and have fast break points and score a lot of points. But if they take that away, how can you still be successful? And you've got to have guys that are willing to defend, and you've got to be able to muck it up a little bit and win a slow half-court game in the postseason. And while the Pacers don't have that postseason experience yet, they want to have the kind of roster that right. succeed when they get there. All right. What does Jeremiah Johnson do in the offseason now? That's the question. Work on your <laughs> golf game? What would – you know what? What you know? Your family doesn't see you for uh, half the year. So, what what do you do now in your downtime? Well, I I feel like I'm an Uber driver that doesn't get paid to be an Uber driver because I'm pretty much told <laughs> go here, pick this person up, take someone there. And like I said, right now I've got a car full of uh, four eighth grade boys who just saw a movie. So I'm happy to do that. Although we're two weeks in now, and. Uh, <clears throat> I wouldn't mind probably getting a job at some point, uh, something to do. If it, if anyone needs me for anything here coming up in the next few weeks, I might have some free time available. But I do pick up a, a little bit of work every now and again, and I've got some NCAA selection shows coming up that I'll be announcing. So on Sunday, right. if you're a men's volleyball fan, I will be announcing the field for the men's volleyball uh, championships and ball state the cardinals could be in that uh, who knows right now i know it's championship weekend but that'll be coming up on nca.com right, on right. sunday so i've got i've got a few things uh, in the mix here over the next couple of weeks i have some painting here at the house that needs to be done and so i mean i i have you i have i have your number okay and and well, and, and, and and i would also say that uh, the, uh, my wife and I have had one. We have one child, so it was easy to to, to drive her around. It was it wasn't that <laughs> wasn't that challenging back in the day. Well, if you want painting done, I'm not sure that I'm uh, qualified to do a, a really oh, good job. But it, okay. you know, I, I'm a got it. In a couple of weeks, I'll probably take any opportunities because, like, I, someone asked me over the last couple of weeks. <laughs> Uh, does your wife, how does she, what does she say when you're home all the time? And I said, well, after about a month of being home a lot, she says, don't you have somewhere to go? Don't you have something to do? So that'll happen right. probably in a couple right. of weeks. Right. So, so check back with me then. Got it. Okay. Jeremiah, it's always great to catch up with you. Uh, I enjoy it. And uh, I wish you the best. Enjoy your downtime. I'll, I'll look forward to catching up with you. Hey, how about a plan of late April talking about playoff games this time next season? I got it. I, I'm, I, I think it's a great idea. I think it's great. <laughs> I will call you. Okay. Right. If I we don't, talk, send me a text that, and tell me to make sure. 
I'll look forward to it. I promise you. Jeremiah Johnson from the from Valley Sports Indiana from the Indiana Pacers. Thanks, Jeremiah. I appreciate All right. it. All right. Thanks, Bob. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, uh, the life of a broadcaster. You get a little time off, a little downtime, and uh, sometimes your family doesn't recognize you. <laughs> Coming up, we're going to continue to talk. Uh, in the bottom of the hour, we're going to talk some uh, baseball. We got that coming up that time of year. Weekend, uh, weather-wise, didn't necessarily cooperate with our uh, springtime sports, our softball, baseball, track and field, those kinds of things. So <clears throat> we are still going to talk about it. Also, don't forget to join us tomorrow night on Indiana Sports Talk. Uh, we have – um this weekend uh plus uh five more uh and we get into the end of may we'll wrap up season number 29 um that's an imposing number we started this show in um august of 1994 and so we're uh, we're moving down getting close to wrapping up uh, a number that we never anticipate. I wasn't sure we'd be on 29 days, to be honest. And so we'll we'll keep inching our way toward that, plus inching our way much more toward the uh, beginning of May and the Indianapolis 500. So uh, we'll continue to talk about that. Eddie Garrison coming up with a school board update. Uh, in a couple of minutes, you want to make sure you catch that, and he'll catch you up on what's happening in the NBA playoffs. Um, at that time of year, it's fun, um, and and it's you know wish the uh, <coughs> Pacers could be in it, but still a lot of great games to watch. And so Eddie will update you on what's going on with that NASCAR. Uh, we'll talk about that tomorrow night. Adam Alexander will join me tomorrow night. Talking about NASCAR, my NASCAR fix. We're not doing it tonight. We moved it to tomorrow. So don't forget to join us for that. We're all about racing. Scoreboard update coming up again with Eddie Garrison on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. They're underway from Seattle. Cardinals and the Mariners. It's the first of three games. It's the only time these two teams will face one another this season. Cardinals in the top half of the first inning went one, two, three. Steven Matz retires the side on the Seattle end. He doesn't give up a hit or a walk, strikes out one. On the mound for Seattle is uh, George Kirby. He did not strike out any of the first three hitters for the Redbirds. And as we begin the bottom of the seconds, Nolan Arenado reaches base on a single. So no hitter and perfect game gone already early in the second inning. And I say that because earlier today we had a perfect game go into the eighth inning. And that became in the Chicago Cubs. 13-0 win over the L.A. Dodgers. Drew Smiley he ended up going seven and two-thirds and striking out ten. But it was David Peralta who ruined the perfect game with an infield single in the top half of the eighth inning to lead things off. He was a pinch hitter for Max Muncy in the game, and it was a great showing from the bottom half of the order for the Cubs. 
Patrick Wisdom, Cody Bellinger, and Trey Mancini all with two-plus hits. Each of those three had a home run and drove in seven of the 13 runs. Nico Horner had a solid day at the dish, too. Four for five, including a home run he scored once, courtesy of that home run, and four RBIs. The other two RBIs came from Seiya Suzuki. Cubs now 12-7. and For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. Welcome back. Glad you're with us on Indiana Sports Talk. Great weekend. Great, great weekend of things. We're glad you're with us. Coming up, uh, we have uh, we have a lot of things to you know talk about. Uh, it's that time of year. Um, we got you know a lot of things going on, as you know. And uh, basketball, baseball, racing, a typical, typical spring in Indiana. Uh, one of the things to make sure everybody recognizes and realizes is that we always have something going on in our state. Lots of things. To this weekend was one of those where the weather didn't cooperate with our IHSAA sports. But I always encourage you as much as I can to get out and support your student athletes in your community, watch games, do it the right way. Uh, make sure you, you know, get out and support the kids and all the things that they, they try to do f- for themselves. And it's, it's fun to no better thing to do than go out at the ballpark and just watch the kids play. I think it's fantastic. Eddie Garrison. Yes, sir. Is our scoreboard update, man. Eddie Getting closer and closer to your travel team, right? You can't wait to get out and start playing some baseball. I know. I can't wait to be uh, at the ball field every weekend. That's now Thursday through Sunday. Those are some of the, my favorite times. Just I love baseball, as you know. I right. played it from the age of four, maybe. I think I was three mm-hmm. even uh, until graduated in high school. So 17 years old, 18 years old, and then went right into coaching right when i got into college with my uh my youngest brother or not my youngest but my only brother uh who's younger than me so it's been fun see i mean i i i most people think of me as a basketball guy uh in terms of my professional career um but my first love you know this was as a a baseball player and i what people don't know is I was all I coached basketball and baseball at Franklin College, and uh, I was living the life. All right, Eddie, I'm going to get a chance to talk to one of my absolute all-time favorites. I've done this show 29 years. I think he's the smartest guy I've ever had on the show. It's Jeff Rabjohns. Jeff Rabjohns, how are you tonight? I'm great. I'm great with that introduction. I think I should hire you to be my agent or something, Coach. Uh, you couldn't afford me, brother. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. But, but it's good. It's good to dream. All right, where are you right now? Because you're in this AAU circuit. You, I've told you this before, publicly, privately. I think you're crazy uh, to go out and chase all these things. But I, you're a professional. That's one of the reasons why you're so good at what you do. You're so thorough. You give such a great effort. So where are you on the circuit right now? I am down in Atlanta, uh, right in the Atlanta suburbs, uh, watching the Nike uh, circuit uh, this weekend. 
And I got my colleague Trevor Andershock over in Cedar Rapids watching the Adidas circuits or getting both the main circuits <laughs> opening weekend. And so, yes, that, we, that, that does qualify as crazy, right? I think you're right about that. I, I don't know. One one of these t- one of these days when you and I uh, have a chance to speak privately, ask me about how the Nike ABCD camp left Princeton, New Jersey, and came to Indianapolis. Mm. All okay. right, sounds good. Someone you know very, very well was intimately involved in that. Ah, sounds like a good conversation. That is a great conversation, not for publication, but it's a great conversation. I'll just put it this way. I answered the phone, and a voice on the other line was, Hey, Bob, this is Sonny Vaccaro. We need to ah. talk. Now, now we got something to talk about, right? In light yeah. of the fact that his movie, his movie is out. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. All right. So let's talk. Let's talk AAU basketball. Let's talk about the guys on the IU radar that you're seeing out there, and and what the discussion is about the wrapping up their recruiting because there's still some time to add to a roster that doesn't seem to be full right now. Right, right. As far as the uh, the transfer portal goes, uh, they've landed two prospects right now. Um, with that being uh, Kel Elware, the seven-footer from Oregon, uh, who uh, just wrapped up his freshman season. He's the number two-ranked player uh, among transfer portal uh, players. And they added Peyton Sparks, six-foot-nine center from Ball State, uh, to give them front court depth. And, um, you know, that they would like to, to add to, you know, guards and wings as well, if possible. Um, you know, two, maybe three, we'll see. Um, and then obviously there's there's some 2023 prospects of, who have reopened the recruitment who, you know, I don't know if they're going to be definite IU prospects, but, you know, it's something that's possible here over the next month or so. Okay. Uh, you know, this business, you've been in it for a while, but this business has changed dramatically because of the transfer portal. Uh, and, and I liken it to just being nowadays, everybody's a junior college coach. Everybody's reworking their roster year to year. I mean, the JUCO guys have done it forever. Now it's come into the four-year schools. And, and, and am I right in that assessment? 100%. 100%. Um, I, you know, there's over a thousand players in the transfer portal um, again this year. I think it was 1,400, maybe somewhere around there last year. Could hit that this year because players still have until May 11th to put their names in, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. no real specific deadline to the side other than you know at some point in time you actually have to be enrolled in school. But there's a lot of re- reworking of rosters, and you know you even have situations like Tennessee, which I think if you count the players they currently have on campus and the players they have committed. I think there are like 15 scholarship players for next year, something like that. And obviously, you can only have 13. So, right. you know, just by the math, that they had some depart. They added more than they had depart. And, well, at some point in time, uh, you got to get to 13. So right. there are situations like that. And, um, you know, Indiana obviously is one of the schools that this year – you know, they need to add three or four players in the portal. Um, Oregon's in that boat. A number of other players kind of similar situations. Right, right. You know, Kansas, other people. But, yeah, it's it's that's a really good analogy to the JUCO scene where you rework your roster every year 
And not everybody wants to do it at the four-year schools. Uh, Some people would really like to keep their main guys. But certainly a number of schools, it's more of a JUCO-type situation where you're going to have multiple departures and multiple additions every year. If, if If I'm at the D1 level, I would hire as my number one assistant a uh, a former junior college head coach of some uh, of, of some skill, some guy who knows how to do it. He would be a valuable asset on my staff because he can walk me through, uh, you know, just in, in terms of practice preparation and and all those kinds of things where you you know you 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 can't throw the whole playbook at people if they're only going to be there for a year you gotta you gotta condense things and do all that all right i need you to hang on through this break can you do that absolutely coach see i'm having fun uh, you may have to stay till midnight okay uh <laughs> hang on jeff rab johnson i'll come back talk more hoops talk recruiting uh, scoreboard update coming up with the man himself. Uh, no, scoreboard update is a ways away. We just short break coming up, then we'll come back and talk with Jeff, talk more recruiting, find out who he likes. Again, I happen to think he's the most talented guy uh, in the media, in our state, and we have some really talented guys, so that tells you what I think. Um, Jeff, I got a minute here. Uh, I'm I'm ahead of myself. I can't tell time. When I come back, I want you to think about guys uh, that that in our state, some really talented guys. Who are some of the top guys you're seeing right now? Doesn't necessarily mean seniors, but who are some of the top, the upcoming players? We know Floyd Badunga. Everybody knows that. But beyond him, some other guys. Can can we do that? Can we have that discussion? Certainly, certainly, absolutely. All right. Perfect. I know you're in Atlanta, so you're not going to bed early, right? I hope I'm glad you're I'm glad you're in. So we'll give you something to this will help put you to sleep. How's that sound? Hey, I, I still got two more stories to write. We got plenty of time, coach. All right, coach. That's great. Jeff Rab Johns and I will come back and talk some more basketball on Indiana Sports Talk. With this Indiana Sports Talk scoreboard update. I'm at a Garrison. NBA playoffs continuing today. Three games on the schedule. One final, one pretty much final. One at halftime, the game that has already gone final. It's a series that was not looking good for the Atlanta Hawks, but they get a win. 130-122 over the Boston Celtics. Now two games to one advantage. Boston, let's dive into the numbers here. Trey Young at 32 points, missed 10 shots. He made all six of his free throws. He also had nine assists. His counterpart, DeJounte Murray, with 25, got 30 points between Sadiq Bey and Bogdan Bogdanovich off the bench. They had 30, uh, 15 each, and they out-rebounded the Boston Celtics. 48 to 29, a large part of the reason why the Hawks got the 130-122 win. Jason Tatum went 29 points, and they got 24 points from Marcus Spart and their game three loss. The game right now that's pretty much over. The New York Knickerbockers 96, Cleveland Cavaliers 70. Cavs right now have scored 20 or less points. And two of the three quarters, they just put up 23 in quarter three. The Knicks have been tremendous defensively. Darius Garland has struggled. 
4 of 21 from the fl- field. Karis LeVert with 17 points. It's Donovan Mitchell leading all scores with 22. Jalen Brunson with 21 leading the Knicks in scoring as they will take a 2-1 to series lead with Game 4 being at New York. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Honored to be joined by, again, Jeff Rab Johnson, Peaks.com. How long have you done this? How long have you been in this business? This is actually my 33rd summer uh, going out Stop and covering it. what we now call AAU. Oh, Stop. That started very early in college, back when we just had, you know, more like tournaments, when it really wasn't what right, we now call right, AAU. Right. But, uh, right. yeah. Got it. Got uh, got hooked on it. Loved doing it early. Loved finding players, watching them play against each other, traveling around, and uh, just been having a blast now for thirty three years. I'm your biggest fan. You know that. All right. So let's talk about Indiana kids. Flory Badunga, we know, mm-hmm. is pretty darn good. You've seen him multiple times. I know that. What is it that strikes you about him, other than the enormous progress that he's made in a short amount of time? You know, he's just, he has incredible athleticism for a center. He just pops off the floor. He runs end to end. I mean, he's very, mm-hmm. very fast end to end. I, you know, if you said, okay, Trace Jackson Davis, you're going to race Flory Badunga. Um, Rabbi, you got to put a $5 bill on somebody. I'm picking Flory. He's, he's that fast. <laughs> uh, he's got right. tremendous balance inside. Uh, he's got tremendous hands. Throw it high, throw it low, throw it wide. He catches it. And, and his his ability to go up and get rebounds uh, is tremendous. And his ability to finish, you know, his lob catching game is ridiculous. I mean, you just kind of throw it up toward the rim. If he's close, right. he's just going to get it and dunk it. And now he's starting to make some shots here and there. Earlier in uh, last weekend, he actually made a couple threes in a game. I don't think threes wow. are going to be his primary right. offensive right. weapon. But, you know, his game is expanding to a level you look at it. I think, you know, the production is tremendous. Led a team to a 4A state championship game, losing only yeah. to a phenomenal Ben Davis team. But right. I think the potential right. to be impact college player is very, very high. All right. So who else in, in that class or in that junior class do, do you like? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, you look at the junior class, and then there's some guys who definitely really, you know, jump out there. Uh, Jalen Harrelson, five star, six foot seven guard from Fishers. Uh, Cannon Catchings, five star, six foot eight uh, forward from Brownsburg. Trent Sisley, a four star, six foot seven forward yeah. out of Heritage yeah. Hills. Those guys all really jump out. Desmond Briscoe, six foot eight power forward from Christmas Addicts, is really coming on. He's interesting. Uh, Kellen Pickett, six foot eight forward from from Blackhawk Christian, who was a key player in leading them to a state championship. Uh, you know he's really coming on. You've got Chase Knezevi, uh from South Bend St. Joe's, his brother uh, Jr. Obviously played up at Notre Dame. Um, then you got some other guys who are starting to come along. You know Braylon Mullen, six foot four shooting guard from Green Greenfield Central. So it, it's looking like a really really good twenty twenty five class in, in the state of Indiana. Is it me, or have we just been blessed now in these past few years? We continue to have a run of really solid big-time players. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, if you look at the number of high-major players produced per capita, Indiana's always up there, you know. Um, And then if you just look at all D1 players produced per capita, Indiana's way up there among the best Mm -hmm. states in the country. And certainly it speaks to the coaching in the state. It speaks to the importance of the yeah. game. 
and it speaks to tremendous parents uh, in, in a whole lot of cases who make sure the kids get good coaching, get good training, uh, work on the fundamentals. But, uh, yeah, you know, there, there, there are always Division One players in the state of Indiana, and often you have – you know, like like we're talking about, you know, five stars, and you can go back to you know Odin, right, Eric right. Gordon, McRoberts, and all that. But you look at yeah. the contemporaries, and and they're they're absolutely, you know, there are there are a number of, of nationally ranked players from the state of Indiana in, in those those two classes, the the 2024 and 2025 classes. All right, I promise you, we'll do this again uh, in a couple of weeks, and we'll 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 get more time. We haven't had enough time. Okay, I could talk to you for I could talk to you for my entire show. Okay, I appreciate Jeff it, Jeff Johns. Jeff, thank you so much. Have a great weekend. You too, Coach. Take care. Thanks a lot. Coming up, short break. We'll come back talk some more. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Back, everybody. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Driven to Save Lives org is their website. Sign up today. Help lives in the future. Anyone can sign up. No age limits, no health restrictions to sign up to be an organ donor. Every 10 minutes, someone is added to the donor transplant waiting list. There are more than 1,000 Hoosiers who are waiting for a life-saving organ transplant. And by signing up to be an organ and tissue donor, you can help save eight lives and heal 75 others. Once again, they're Website driven, the number two, savelives.org. Eddie Garrison. What's coming up with our scoreboard update at the top? What's happening in the NBA? Catch me up on the NBA games tonight. Oh, uh, well, we had a really good one in Atlanta today. That was uh, Atlanta Hawks, Boston Celtics. So far, Ooh. you know, the Celtics have really dominated that series each right. of the games right. by uh, 10 plus points. And then Atlanta, uh, they came out hot. They put up. A franchise record, 74 points in the first half Yikes. for a playoff Yikes. performance against the Celtics. Uh, then they're just able to kind of weather the storm in the second half. Boston got close a couple times, especially late. Um, I think with about 90 seconds to go, it was a three-point game, and then uh, Jason Tatum missed a wide-open three, and then Atlanta was just able to close it out with a couple buckets and free throws, and then uh, Boston just couldn't make any clutch baskets at the end. Um, right now, uh, this is about uh, just gone final, but New York Knicks just slaughtered uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, ninety-nine to seventy-nine. Uh, yeah, Cleveland Yikes. couldn't really do anything in the first half. They scored thirty-two points um, in just in the, the first, first half. half. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then the other game that's going Yikes. on right now, this is in Minnesota, uh, Denver Nuggets, Minnesota Timberwolves, and the Nuggets right now have a six-point advantage. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's sounding sounding interesting. Sounds like another year of playoff basketball in the NBA. I yeah, mean, uh, especially in the first round where a lot of these series aren't close. Um, to- right. Right. Tomorrow's slate. I know you're already looking forward to this one. You have the 76ers in the Nets. Uh, that starts your day at 1 o'clock. If you have some stuff to do during the day, I'd suggest doing it during that game. I don't think that one's going to. Okay. Uh, well, that could. I don't know. Joel Embiid was ruled out for the 76ers today. Uh, he's dealing with a right knee issue. And then at 3.30, uh, Suns Clippers. Clippers again without Kawhi. He is dealing with Ooh. a knee sprain yeah. as right. Phoenix leads right. that one two games to one. Uh, then at 7.30, it's Bucks Heat. That's in Miami. Uh, no status update on Giannis Antetokounmpo at the moment. Uh, and then the nightcap at 10 o'clock is Lakers Grizzlies from Crypto.com Arena. Got it. 
Well, I had the pool open yesterday, so I'll be I'll be cleaning. I'll be cleaning tomorrow. So, I I, I get ahead of this, Eddie. I, I mean, I, I I'm I'm ready. Okay, I'm ready. So I'll keep a, a keen eye on the weather forecast. Um, I, I I know I'm part owner of Vectron, uh, of my gas bill or whatever they call themselves nowadays. I understand all that, but I don't mind. All right, Eddie. Well done. Eddie's coming back. Top of the hour scoreboard update coming up. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk.